All right. Welcome to Learn About World Cuisine. Here is what you're going to hear today. Today is all about Fiji and Samoa. And uh, every week we try to give you an experience as if you're in the country we are talking about. We take a different country. We give you information that makes you feel like you're in the country. Also, we give you information on how do they live every day? How do they eat? What's going on in other countries that we are not in? And the only way we can do that is let's introduce my co-host, Peter DeFeo. And the best way to give you a real experience is to have someone who's been there. And Peter DeFeo has been to both Fiji and Samoa. Let's get the show started. Peter, how are you? Very good. How about yourself, guy? You sound good. Outstanding. We are excited. Let's talk about Fiji and Samoa. Peter's going to tell you his real-life experience. Uh, 15 minutes after the uh, into the podcast, we're going to break for commercial. If Peter still has stuff going, we'll put him in segment two also. Go ahead, Peter. Fiji and Samoa. You know, uh, my study of religion has taken me all around the world, and this is what got me into the South Pacific. Uh, Marie, my wife, and I decided to take a month and a half and uh, to Hawaii and study the kahuna priest uh, and kahuna religion in uh, the South Pacific. We flew into Hawaii and uh, visited many of the Hawaiian islands. The Hawaiians believe that uh, when you hear marching soldiers, these are men in feathers with spears and lava, lava skirts. We'll get, it, we'll get on and talk about the skirts later. Uh, your dream is true. We landed in Hawaii, and that at night, and that night we could hear those marching soldiers all night. Brum, brum, brum. <laughs> like what the heck is it? You know. Right. The next morning, I couldn't wait to, to get out to sea, and actually, the ocean around the Hawaiian Islands, which is actually the top of a volcano, uh, the oceans drop off right away, five thousand feet, and the waves come in. They're not choppy like we have on the east and west coast. In fact, all the islands are the same. They have the shallow area, which is about 13 feet deep on each island, and uh, the waves come in from the outer ocean, and they hit the beach, and they have a wave is maybe a half a mile or more long, and as it hits the beach, it, it sounds like <laughs> it sounds like marching soldiers. And, and but we we went around the different Hawaiian islands for a day or two. And uh, with the pollution in the water, very commercial, we decided, you know, let's leave this area. There were people just from America and people from Asia, uh, mostly Japanese and Americans. And uh, it was very commercial. It just wasn't a place for us. And that's how we ended up in Samoa. We started heading south. We had no plan. We just decided to travel from one island to another. We, uh, we head to Samoa, and uh, we, we land in Samoa. And the Samoan, Samoan people are uh, dark, look like dark Asians. I also got very dark being out in that sun, I'll tell you. <laughs> uh, they, love, they love strangers. Uh, they welcome you with open arms, and they're insulted if you tip them. Uh, they love to give, give, and, and help, and em embrace you. Uh, there's no ownership. They don't owner, own any land. They don't own anything. Uh, it's they believe God has given us everything, like the Amer pretty much like the American Indians, and man should share everything. Uh, 
Uh, they even offer you their their uh, wives and stuff. You know, hey, hey, Papa, is there anything we do for you? Type of thing. Right. And uh, no restaurants, no restaurants at all. Just what they serve at the motel. Uh, which right, Peter. Let me ask you a question. Right. It's the resorts that have the the restaurants, correct? The resorts in in Fiji are where you eat, yes. right? Right, right. Well, we're in Samoa now. Oh, Samoa. And, and the resort, yes, Samoa, Samoa, and we're under the uh, Rainmaker Hotel Island. We're under the Rainmaker Island, uh, where Somerset Mall did a lot of his writing, uh, and Pango Pango. And uh, the two, it's two islands. There is uh, Samoa, Pango Pango, and the main town, and then there's the other island called America Samoa. But we were in the rustic part, the really rustic part, and uh, you, you couldn't rent a car. So a nice lady said, hey, you want to go for a ride around the island, see what's going on? Take my car. And that's the type of people they are. So we took her car and uh, filled it up with gas, and away we went. And we took the only island in the, um, the only road in the island, which headed north. There was no, only one road in the island. That's how small places. And we headed north. And we came to a dead end, and it said, uh, do not go beyond this point. You know, uh, it was, it was uh, no trespassing. Wow. And my curiosity got me up, and I said, no, you have to see what this is. So we went over this hill, and as we come down the other side of the hill, there's a, a, a girls are showering under water. It's coming off the mountains, uh, and there's this town. And the town are all Japanese. And what it, what it was was Second World War, uh, Japanese who, you know, helped the Americans and what have you, uh, needed, needed to be secure. So they were put in, this, in the uh, Samoa Island. So they have a whole community there of, of, of uh, Samoans that most people don't even know about. How about that? Uh, that's, where, that's where we were introduced to some really nice food. It was uh, Christmas Day. Uh, 1975, and um, this girl, the nice girl named Easter, took us into her house, and she, um, you know, started feeding us food, and it was like bananas, uh, coconuts, uh, fried fish, some chicken, uh, everything done with uh, coconut oil, and, oh, wow. and coconut, yeah, coconut mixed with a cream, everything sweet, very little spices. Um, there's bread. They had cookies that were awesome. Uh, fish, and and something else which I don't even know what it was, but it was delicious. Also, it was wrapped in leaves, and and cooked and had been baked. Uh, something like the Greeks have, but it didn't taste at all like that. It tastes more like a dessert. Um, Dumplings like you had never had before. The dumplings were—I don't know if it was just we were hungry, but they were—they were—they were something else. <laughs> uh, most of the food was baked. None of the food was fried. They baked everything. They bake it. They have like an oven and a, a stone oven, and they put uh, heated up. Got to heat up on on fires and all uh, lava uh, pieces of rock. And they stick it in, in the oven, and then they, that, that, as that's cooling down, it's cooking for you. That's that's doing the uh, baking. 
Wow. Uh, that was the only place. That was the only place we had real uh, Samoan food. Now there was a market in the center of Samoa, and of course a lot of other experiences while I was there. But but uh, uh, I'd rather you know keep on track with with the Samoan people themselves. Right. Uh, the, the the market the market had uh, women with old fashioned sewing machines that they were pedal driven. You know, with your foot, you, you could uh, you know uh, do sewing. And they made clothing in that market, and people went there to have their, you know, blouses made, and, and the lava lava skirts were wraparound. And I started feeling very uncomfortable because I was dressed like a city boy. And uh, I said to myself, you know, what the heck? I'm starting to look pretty much like them, you know. Uh, I'm getting I'm getting tanned up and everything else. Why not buy a lava lava skirt? So I bought a lava lava skirt. I bought a blouse, and um, couldn't find anything about Kahuna, uh, which is the religion you know that I, I was there to, to learn about. The water was fantastic. The diving was was great. Uh, they ate a lot of canned food, by the way, a lot of canned uh, tuna and stuff. Uh, that was. Uh, I said, oh, why eat canned food? You know, we're all well. The Americans made a deal to feed them, and so the Asian fishermen would catch the tuna, bring them to America. They'd be canned. And then they were shot back to Samoa. <laughs> that was what they were eating. It was like, oh my God, you know, they weren't even all that nice food that be being made out in that uh, little community on, on the far end of the island. We want to give the uh, people at home a real life experience about what it's like in Samoa and Fiji. And I don't think anybody could do a more excellent job than you right now. Well, uh, I, I'll tell you, it, it's really, it brings me back, uh, you know, 45 years ago when I was there. Uh, it, it was a fantastic trip. Of course, I lost my wife since then. Uh, she uh, She's passed uh, two years ago. Uh, but uh, And it reminds me of the experience her and I enjoyed. So, uh, I mean, finally, uh, we decided to go to America, Samoa, and, and leave Pango Pango. And... Uh, yeah, I decided. Well, I'm going to be more comfortable in America somewhere. I'm going to wear, you know, my skirt and blouse that I bought and everything, and a pair of beautiful wooden sandals that they made for me. It all cost me 11 bucks uh, total. I mean, the price was. I, I mean, the price was. I mean, I, I was. We were getting native prices, you know, what the natives charged and what have you. So it's a small stone throw from from. Uh, you, you could see uh, America somewhere from Pango Pango. But you take an airplane anyhow, a small plane, you know, that has maybe 20 people in it and, uh, and flies you right on over. So we packed up and uh, we left uh, this beautiful, beautiful paradise uh, for America Samoya. We landed in America Samoya and uh, I get out of the plane and here I am in my, you know, it's like a blend with everybody, my beautiful coat, my beautiful shirt. My beautiful wraparound, you know, sandals, and everybody was dressed like New York City. <laughs> uh, it was like, oh my God, <laughs> it was like America. Peter, somebody called America. Peter, we have one minute till break. I just want to interject real quick. Uh, I read in my research that in Samoa, only the king is allowed to wear a hat. Did you encounter anything like that? They oh, do. Yeah, yeah, wait when we get to Samoa. Okay. Uh, right? uh, I, 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 you mean the king? You mean in Fiji? Fiji. 
Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mean Fiji. Right. No, 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 no. We're still in Samoa right now. Okay. Yeah. So, so, uh, so anyhow, uh, but my, the, the more embarrassing thing was there was a hotel, and it was very Americanized, very New York City type, and all the curtains in the hotel was the same material I had on my skirt. <laughs> I said, I said, let me, you know, we spent like a day there and I said, let's get out of here and head for, if you want to take your commercial now, be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Let's take, Fiji. let's take, let's take a commercial. We're going to come back with Peter. You're going to talk about Fiji. Is that right, Peter? Yes, I am. All right. Let's go to break. And we'll come back with Peter talking about his real life experience in Fiji. My co-host, Peter DeFeo, can be found on IMDB, Peter DeFeo. YouTube, search Peter DeFeo. Facebook, Peter DeFeo. That's D-E-F-E-O. Peter also has 17 movie productions underway. DeFeo's pet project is Crazy Italians. It will have you going crazy later in 2020 on local television. Crazy Italians will be released. So please be on the lookout for this fantastic show. Okay, we are back. Peter DeFeo's on the phone. Now, here be, I want to get something interesting. I read that in Fiji, it is not, uh, they do not want you to walk around the village in a hat because a, the hat is only meant for the king. I just saw it in my notes. You were right, Peter. That is Fiji. So let's talk about Fiji. Well, Fiji was a shock. Uh, it was so different from, uh, you know, Samoa, Pango Pango, and American Samoa. Uh, it, uh, it is actually run by Indians. Uh, the Indians have overtaken the island. The Fijians actually live inland, about 90% of them, and they live in African-type uh, structures, uh, which are, are uh, thatched roofs, you know, uh, with, made from grass and what have you. They have paper, they have uh, dirt floors, uh, and and they look very African. Uh, but most of the people that we saw in Fiji were Indian. Uh, the Indians had been were brought into Fiji, as I understand. Forty percent. Forty percent of Fiji is Indian. I believe I had yeah. that. Yeah. Well, it seemed like war because every, everywhere that there was uh, the actual Fijians are like hiding, and the king still runs it. The Fijian king yeah. still runs the uh, Fiji. Yeah, they actually uh, tell they you not to. Wear, a, they tell you not to wear a hat. <laughs> yeah. Well, the um, I have to tell you that the uh, um, people uh, are very Hindu, and they speak very good English. And Christian, they're Christian and, and Hindus, which uh, the two religions are, are very similar in, in their uh, empathy and feeling for man and God and their beliefs in God. Um, the um, the Fijians combination uh, believe in the energy working like the Hindus do from an energy level, but it's for them to be a doctor, they have to go to Australia go to college in Australia, get their degree, and come back, and then they study, and then they, they do their medicine like they like a Fijian, uh, you know, with uh, uh, energy 
and um, um, rather than pills and operations and what have you, they have the mind heal everything. It's uh, it's pretty interesting. We were dying to see the fire walkers. We heard that there were people who walked on fire yep. uh, because they could cut they could cut everything out of their head and don't get burned, you know. Yep. And um, th- this this was one of the things uh, we, we we had to see. So uh, we got there, and uh, w- once you leave uh, the the uh, plastic, the, the, all these plastic hotels are are developed by people from Australia, uh, millionaires from Australia, and it's one of Australia's favorite places to uh, have vacation. Uh, there's there's no food stands, no restaurants again. Uh, the, the people have, if they have birth defects, like let's say they have uh, six fingers on a hand, they leave it, you know, two thumbs. Uh, they, they, they don't believe in, in, in altering any part of the body that God has made for you. Um, the, uh, the only place that we were able to get some food was uh, through a friend that we met there and took us under, the, under their wing. Uh, the type of food that they had was um, sweet potatoes, uh, a main veggie, and they, they eat a lot of roots, uh, uh, different types of roots, roots that we never heard of, like a, a T-A-R-O is a main root that they use. And a, another one is a C-A-S-S-A-V-A root, where they, uh, they, they boil the root, and then they, they cu- cut the boils up, and they, they cook cook that into potato chips, like a like a type of potato chip. Wow! Um, but also in Fiji, they use a lot of coconut. Uh, fish is really big, of course. Uh, breadfruit, uh, tomatoes, uh, which surprised me because that was the only place we saw tomatoes. Uh, and uh, Maui Maui fish is the biggest fish that they uh, they bake it and they bake it underground. They have this. Uh, we did this in the Boy Scouts uh, when I was, you know, a youngster in, in scouting. You dig a you dig a hole, and uh, you put the food in the hole, and then you cover it over and you build a fire over it. Well, they they go all the way. They already have a fire going, and they dig a hole, and then they take a volcanic rock again, and the volcanic rock's been in the fire, uh, cooking under the, um, uh, you know, with the wood fire. And they take it and they stick it at the bottom of the hole. Then they put leaves over top of it, and they put all the food, layers and layers of food. Then they put leaves on the top of that, and they cover that over also. Oh, leaves, that's another thing. They, they used a lot of banana leaves. Uh, ra- chicken wrapped up in banana leaves. Wow. Is, is, uh, I never had chicken. I never ate chicken that way. That, that was a, a tasty but again, they're using the uh, uh, coconut with uh, cream, uh, and it, it it is it's like a dessert. Everything's like a dessert. All right, Peter. I, spicy. Peter, I just want to interject because you talked about two things that are in my notes. Forty uh, percent of the population of Fiji is Indian because uh, Fiji gave Indians free passage. In exchange for them working on the sugarcane farms, also you touched upon wow. the uh, also you touched upon the fact that 
in Fiji wearing a hat and sunglasses unless you are the chief is a huge no-no. And if you want to get on a bad foot in Fiji, then you will wear a hat and sunglasses. So in Fiji, uh, the population, the locals uh, frown upon uh, wearing a hat and uh, and sunglasses in in the streets unless you are the king. And what you're talking about with the leaves, there's actually a name for that, and I'll talk about that in at at the thirty minute mark. Go ahead, Pete. Okay, the um, you know the the uh, amazing thing is that when you come into Fiji, the main towns are named after two Indian gods: a son and a Nande and Suva, a son and a mother. A son, an elephant head was put on him, uh, and uh, that that is you know it, it seems so Indian. They speak very good English. Uh, well, of course, they have a bit of an uh, Australian accent, which is understandable. Uh, but but they speak very very good English in Fiji. Uh, we decided, well, it's time to go, and from here we were going to head to uh, Tahiti, uh, you know, French uh, Society Islands, um, and we started heading towards the airport. Now we were going to an airport that we hadn't been to before, <laughs> and this airport was. A big airport. It's the airport that you leave to go, to leave to go. The wind was that night was unbelievable. The trees were banging up against our hut. Bang, you know the palm trees. I said, "Oh my God, this is this is horrible." Uh, how, how are we going to get on the flight? We got down there to the airport, and the airplane's wings were were almost touching the ground. A seven forty seven type airplane with its wings going up and down because of the wind blowing so bad. Uh, they said that the flight was packed, and I, we couldn't get on it because uh, people wanted to get out of there. But two people got off the plane, and they said, all right, if you're crazy enough, you want to get on, get on the plane. Cyclone Bob was going to hit Fiji, and I had to make a decision. And I said to the wife, let's do it. Let's get on the plane. We got on the plane, and the plane went straight up, straight up, straight up and broke through the clouds and went above the cyclone. Wow. And then it dropped. It dropped like hundreds of feet, and we were floating inside the airplane. <laughs> it, it, was, it, was such, it was such a crazy thing. We, we had to fly back to Fiji, uh, had, had to fly back to Samoa, America, Samoa, and they, they, we spent uh, like five hours there while I checked the plane over to make sure it was still safe wow. to fly it on. And the, the, the people... The people in the airplane, it was uh, airline, Japanese airline, when they took off in Japan, there was an earthquake, and they almost didn't get off the ground. Those <laughs> poor people, when we got to, to Tahiti, they were just spent the week just staring in, in space. They were so shocked that they you know, and had to go back over this thing. But the good thing we left the airport, nine people were killed. Wow. And uh, the cyclone flattened the airport. And wow. uh, that, 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 you know, that, that, that was our ending to, to get out of that area. And but anyhow, that, that's it. That, go ahead, Pete. That pretty much wraps it. Uh, one other thing I'd like to add. I heard your commercial, and it was about me. <laughs> right, right, uh, right. Right, right. We're not, we're not, uh, we had to change the name because things have changed so much in America. 
everything's prejudiced, and we can't say crazy Italian, <laughs> even though I'm Italian. Right. So we changed the name to Nuts. It's just nuts. Okay. Uh, Pete, I just want to tell yeah. our listeners that the method you were talking about with the leaves, cooking with the leaves, is that they call, yeah. it, they call it a love pot. I don't know why, but that's what they call it in Fiji. It's called a love pot. Uh, underground, the thing Sorry. you were talking about? Yes. It's called, oh, yes. It's called love pots. Uh, oh, let's, that's good to know. Right. And let's uh, tell our listeners every week – this show tries to give you the experience as if you're in the country. I don't know if anybody, if we can do it any better than Peter talking about his real-life experience. Uh, that was excellent. I still have 100 facts to go through. Uh, we're also going to try to get a hold of Matt Maratea to give you uh, alcohol pairings with Fiji food and uh, Samoan food. Uh, so, Peter, let's give your credentials. Uh the Sopranos, American Gangster, you're an actor, you're a very accomplished actor. Tell the folks about you. So you could check IMDB, International Movie Database, and you could also go on YouTube, and Peter DeFeo YouTube, you can see some of my singing and some of my work. I've been an artist my entire life. There's also Peter DeFeo, fineartist.com. Uh, I actually have a site that Google is trying to get up and running again, which was PeterDeFeoArtist.com, but someone stole the paintings and then put malware. Oh, wow. And, and uh, so, so uh, I spent thousands of dollars trying to get this my site back up. There's like 500 paintings on it. Okay, let's start with the facts about Fiji. Uh, Peter did a great job setting the table. Uh, he did an excellent job. So I'm going to give you some facts about Fiji uh, until the commercial break. Uh, Fiji is an island in the South Pacific. It consists of 333 islands, only 110 which are inhabited. Uh, Fiji has over 4,000 square miles of coral reef. Uh, it gets 400,000 to 500,000 tourists every year. Uh, they have 28 airports, but only four, and this is interesting what Peter just told you. 28 airports, but only four have paved runways. As Peter said, they're very good at English. English is the official language, but they also talk Fijian. And we have a lot of other facts about Fiji. Uh, their democracy has, several, has had several coup attempts uh, by both civilians and military groups. Here's an interesting fact. Our good friend of the show, Mel Gibson. <laughs> now, Mel Gibson uh, actually bought an island in Fiji for $15 million. So you can actually own those islands. All you got to do is get in contact with them, and you can own an island in Fiji. Uh, Mel Gibson owns an island, and he paid, uh, he paid $15 bucks. Here's an interesting fact about Fiji. The adult literacy rate is almost 94%. And Peter just told you that they speak good English, uh, etc. The adult literacy rate is about 94%, which I thought was interesting. I'll tell you what, let's go to commercial. And when we come back, we're going to try to get a hold of Matt Marite. If not, we'll do more facts. Cue Your Cuisine is also available on all podcast platforms. Go to your favorite place where you get podcasts and just search Cue Your Cuisine to listen to our show. But please like, subscribe, 
and leave us a review. We appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Okay, we are back. Uh, I'm going to keep going with the facts until we get a hold of Matt. Uh, we are covering Fiji and Samoa today. I have 100 facts about both Fiji and Samoa, so we got plenty of content. Somebody said that our show sounds like uh, the food version of NPR. <laughs> Please note that I, the co-hosts are working from home, so I give the facts. I read the facts as if it's the daily news. Uh, cannibalism in Fiji was very common up until 1870. So before 1870, they would uh, cannibalism was a real thing. Uh, boiled bat and raw fish are often eaten by the locals. Uh, Peter already mentioned this. Their main drink is kava, K-A-V-A. Uh, they raise their eyebrows. Here's what confuses tourists is in Fiji, they'll raise their eyebrows uh, to, uh, to, to say yes, and that confuses a lot of people. So when you go to Fiji and you ask, a que or you ask someone something and the answer is yes, they'll actually raise their eyebrows, and that causes a lot of confusion. But raising the eyebrows in Fiji is a nonverbal way to say yes. On one of their islands, it's very possible to be in two time zones at once, which I thought was interesting. Uh, you can be in two time zones at one time in one of their islands. Population of Fiji is around 900,000, and the islands are best known for beaches and rainforests. Uh... Total area is 7,095 miles. It's on the Pacific Ocean, and the temperature only changes slightly in Fiji during the different seasons. Right now, on the phone, the greatest alcohol expert in the history of this sport, Matt Maratea. Hey, Matt, just so you know, we're going to focus on smaller countries only so we can make your job harder. <laughs> so, Matt, Marit uh, yeah, yeah, I would say uh, you definitely gave me a, a challenge this week. We're going to do Guam <laughs> and see what you can come up with. Matt is our alcohol expert. He will give you alcohol pairings with every country we do. We are getting rave reviews about his uh, Italian show. We did an Italian show. People were loving Matt's alcohol pairings. Go ahead, Matt. Give us some alcohol pairings for Fiji and Samoa. I noticed in your tweet today, you talked about how Samoa has produced some of the, uh, the most NFL players. That's true. But did you know that it's also pretty much a hotbed for wrestling talent? Uh, rock, the Rock. Can you smell what yeah. The Rock is cooking? So, <laughs> yes. The Rock, uh, Roman Reigns, uh, they're both related in the same family. The Rock's father uh, was a WWE wrestler. Rikishi, uh, the Usos, they're all uh, Samoan guys, uh, formerly Umaga. Jimmy Superfly Snuka, yeah. uh, his daughter Tamina Snuka. Uh, it's a huge, huge uh, dynasty there that comes uh, directly from the Samoan lineage. Uh, that somehow just, it's a pipeline to the WWE. Yeah. That's Another true. fun fact about that. That is a fun fact. Now, in terms of actually pairing beer with Samoan and, uh, what I guess, Fijian food? Fijian. 
Fijian. Okay. So uh, starting with that, uh, you know, I had to look up some of their, you know, more typical dishes. And it's very much, you know, the seafood uh, is very fresh, you know, sort of those island flavors, right? So we're going to lean into that. We're going to do beers that have those tropical notes to them, right? Uh, like this one that I was looking up. It's called a Kokoda, right? It is uh, essentially their take on a ceviche. Oh. So it's, you know, uh, the, the raw fish, you know, that lemon or lime juice that cooks the fish, uh, you know, spring onions, red onions, chilies, capsaicum, tomatoes, and then they also soak it in coconut milk. So wow. it's going to have that sweetness to it, right? So for something like that, you're going to want to lean into tropical fruits, that sort of freshness, but you're going to want an IPA. You're going to want something a little more bitter. So you're going to look for those tropical IPAs, like uh, something with a, uh, a lemon or a, a citrusy note to it that sort of brings out there's already lime in the dish. You want a little more lime uh, in addition to the bitterness that you're bringing with the hops uh, from the IPA. Uh, another one I looked at is what they do uh, is cassava chips, right? Uh, right? It's their big root vegetable up in Fiji. Uh, super starchy, kind of like a potato, a little more fibrous, right? But they use it to make chips. And that's how they make their sort of starchy uh, additives. You know, your mashed cassava, you could do cassava fries, whatever. You can also take that and turn that into alcohol. Oh. Right? Cassava is a, is a root vegetable, so you can sort of turn it in that way. If you wanted to go... Uh, almost with a liquor pairing, you could try to do that uh, in lieu of, say, a potato vodka, something like that. That's interesting. So that's, fun. yeah, that's if you want to really sort of dig in and, uh, you know, get uh, home uh, <laughs> with it. Wow. Now, uh, Samoa, it's going to be, you know, pretty similar. Uh, you're going to have those kind of islandy flavors. There's going to be a lot of, uh, coconut involved in everything. And I think what goes really well with coconut and what you'll see uh, a lot of breweries do is they go with darker beers, right? So right. Uh, for this you know, example, say uh, uh, Lulao, right? Uh, it is coconut milk that's baked inside taro leaves, uh, which are then wrapped in banana leaves. Um, it's a nice, creamy uh, sort of dish. It's got those fresh flavors from the leaves. I'm going to want something that's going to match that. So I'm going to go with a cream ale. It's going to be nice, dark. It's going to have a little bit of body to it, so it'll hold up to the sweet from the coconut and, like, from, say, the banana leaf. But it's also going to pair well with those, right? Uh, I know there's a brewery in New Jersey uh, called Ludlow Island. They make a uh, coconut uh, brown ale, uh, which was very delicious. It's got those little chocolatey notes that pair well with the coconut. Uh, that is something that, I mean, I love coconut with everything. Right. Uh, another example to get uh, is called Fai Lani, right? It's fish in a coconut cream, right? Oh, wow. So there uh, you get a nice sort of salty mackerel that mixes in with the sweetness from the coconut. Uh, you can add a little onion to that. 
Uh, typically, onion and cucumbers go with there. So it's going to be nice and fresh. If you grab a stout, you're going to have something that's going to have a great body. It's going to be able to stand up to that uh, in uh, a flavor sense, right? Uh, nothing is going to overpower uh, a stout. You're always going to have that nice roasted flavor to that, and that's going to pair well with the sweetness that comes from the coconut. Uh, it's not going to be affected by the saltiness of the fish. Everything is going to sort of fall into uh, balance there. Nice. And then if you're looking for something a little more breakfasty or, you know, something that's a little uh, desserty even, they have the uh, fofafa bread, right? Uh, I don't know if I'm saying any of these right. Yeah, doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, I, hope I'm not offending, I hope I'm not offending any native right. Samoan Well, people. there's a lot of people that yeah. listen to this show, Matt, actually, that surprised me. I got feedback that there are a lot of people that are ambitious cooks, and they take our advice mm-hmm. on, you know, they try to do a different country cuisine at home. You know what I mean? So I found that yeah. interesting. We're getting more feedback from people that are cooking at home and experimenting with different countries than we are from actual native, you know, uh, native people. Mm-hmm. So good, Matt. Yeah. So this one is a uh, facade, right? It is bread that is coated uh, with a coconut caramel sauce. Right? It's almost like their version of a fry bread. So something like that, that is going to be sweet uh, and doughy. And that is one that I would suggest going, uh, you know, something that's going to match that, right? You see a sweet and doughy and you want to, you know, say it's a dessert. So you almost want to sub <laughs> in this, say, for your coffee. So you want to go for like a coffee stout. Uh, a coffee cream ale, maybe even a coffee porter, something like that, that has those roasty, co- uh, that has those roasty cocoa bean or uh, coffee bean notes to it, right? That's going to be able to balance out that flavor. It's going to match that. I th- I'm a coffee with my dessert type of person. Sure, uh, you know, it, it's just it, it's what I like, and I think you know matching that with the coconut, the bread, the caramel. Uh, I think coffee is a great way to sort of finish those notes off. I mean, it's your three C's. If there's caramel, if there's coconut, you better be having some coffee, I think, in my opinion. Absolutely. All right, Matt, you got three more minutes, and then we're going to give you uh, outstanding information about your podcast. Every week we try to make people think they're in the country, and I don't know if we can do a better job than having you give this information. So go ahead, Matt. (laughs) Uh, I know there's another one that I saw. This one is another fried one, and it is uh, banana fritters. Uh, I know I focus on coconut a lot. That's what they have up there. But banana fritters also fantastic. That one, uh, that's another great dessert. You know, that's another dark beer one that we're leaning towards. But this one, go heavy on the chocolate. If you find something that says uh, chocolate, whether it's a brown ale, a stout, porter, anything with chocolate in the title, uh, you are going to be fantastic with that. Because I know chocolate and bananas, that, I mean, I really, I, I love that combination. In fact, if you can find something that's made with white chocolate or like a white cream, uh, that goes even better. Because I think that has a little more sweetness to it. And for whatever reason, blends so well with bananas. Uh, and I, I got, my dad got an edible arrangement uh, on Father's Day. And they, it came with white chocolate bananas. That was the first thing gone in my house. Wow. 
That sounds good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. That's excellent. Um, yeah. And well, I think I, mean, I, I think you sum I think you summed everything up, Matt. The big two exports in both uh, both countries are bananas and coconuts, right? That's yeah. That's their main export. So you summed that up pretty good. Yeah, and I think generally you're going to want something that's either going to pair well with those, going to be a complementary strong flavor, or you're going to want something with uh, bitterness to it because some of this food it's so flavorful but it has all of that freshness, the sweetness from coconuts, bananas, that kind of fruit forwardiness. You want something a little bit more bitter uh, that's going to balance out those notes and those flavors uh, on your tongue. I know I'm a big believer in uh, balance, uh, you know, in trying to create some of it in all of your dishes. And, I mean, that can lead me to get a little too complicated at home sometimes, but uh, I think it's a good rule of thumb and, Incorporating that practice into choosing your beverage, I, I think, can go a long way to making sure you enjoy uh, all of your meals uh, a heck of a lot more. Outstanding. And, Matt, let's give uh, the folks information about yourself, information about that amazing, splendid uh, podcast you do. That's uh, my podcast, Sporting Chance Podcast. Uh, it's on Apple, iTunes, uh, on Anchor. And on Spotify right now, trying to look into seeing if I can, not not Spotify, on uh, SoundCloud. I'm looking into getting it on Spotify if I can. Uh, I talk about Philadelphia sports, overall sports topics, uh, and I do uh, my own beer reviews as well. So if you want to find out more information about uh, local beers and alcohols, that's generally where I focus. Uh, I have all of that information there. Uh, if you like some of my sports takes, in fact, or want to hear more of those, I'm doing a lot of my writing now at the Last Out Media Network, uh, where this Learn About World Cuisine podcast is hosted. Yep. Just head on over to the Our Words section and uh, find me. You'll see I uh, get updated quite frequently. Me and the rest of the writing staff are doing a really good job, nice. I think, at uh, working on that. And, uh, yeah, uh, you can always get in touch with me on Instagram and Twitter at mmaritea22, uh, or you can go directly to the podcast channels. Uh, you'll still be getting in touch with me. It'll just be under the name uh, Sport Chance Pod, which is on both Twitter uh, and Instagram as well. Oh, man. Thank you so much, Matt. And we want everyone to go to Google, uh, search for Learn About World Cuisine podcast. And listen to Matt's excellent contribution to our past shows, especially the Italian show. You did an amazing job. Thank you, Matt. We'll see you in two weeks. Sure. Uh, what, what am I preparing for? Uh, Guam. <laughs> Indonesia. <laughs> I don't know yet, pal. We're going to come up with a list. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, no I'll problem. email you. All right, thanks. Let's go to commercial. Sure. When we come back, it's going to be all facts about uh, Samoa and Fiji. Cue Your Cuisine is available on all social media platforms. Go to Facebook, search Cue Your Cuisine. That's Q-U-E-U, Your Cuisine. Instagram, Cue Your Cuisine. Twitter, at Cue Your Cuisine. Follow us on all social media platforms so that you never miss an episode. Okay, we are back. Uh, let's go through the facts I wrote. 
We're going to start. We're going to finish off Fiji. I wrote a hundred fascinating facts. I want to thank Peter DeFeo. Peter uh, was on The Sopranos. He's been an American gangster. P- Peter has over one hundred movie credits to his uh, to his resume. Uh, Peter gave you a half hour of fascinating stuff about his real life experience in Samoa and Fiji. Obviously, Matt Maratea. He's on our other podcast, Dining on a Dime, and he does an excellent job on that show also. Let's finish off the Fiji list, and then I'm going to go over to Samoa, because I found out a couple things about Samoa that really shocked me. All right. Uh, In Fiji, bottled water is one of their top exports. Tradition in Fiji says that brothers and sisters could not live in the same house once they became mature. I thought that was interesting. Tradition also states that the rear of the house is more important and should be inhabited by the head of the household. Uh, Fiji has 800 species of plants that are found nowhere in the world. Fiji has a lot of volcanoes, and only 59% of the population of Fiji has electricity. So imagine that. If you're a native Fijian... Uh, only 59% of the population even has electric, uh, electricity. If you guys are traveling to Fiji, it is considered an insult to touch another person's head, so do not do that. Uh, whale teeth are a high prize and given at weddings, or that uh, you'll receive whale teeth if someone is apologizing. Temperature stays around 80 degrees year-round. R-O-T-I, roti, is a common bread eaten in Fiji. Their dinner staples in Fiji are stews, curry, and soups. Coconut is very, any tropical island, I think coconut is very popular. Wheat biscuits eaten with milk is a common breakfast. And uh, Indian food, like we told you earlier, 40% of Fijians are from India. And that is a popular food. Let's move on to Samoa. I really, really was fascinated about some of the facts we found out about Samoa. Uh, Let's start with the Samoan facts. Uh, Samoa has a history of over 3,000 years. The author of the book, Treasure Island, lived and died in Samoa. Samoans have their own version of cricket. Obviously, we told you earlier, Matt brought up a good point. Uh, Pro wrestling is very, very popular. Uh, Pro wrestling is, uh, like Matt named a couple names, Uh, but Dwayne The Rock Johnson is probably the most popular Samoan. Uh, Tattooing is a big deal in Samoa, and you get different tattoos according to your status in the tribe. Men wearing skirts in Samoa is very normal. So if you walk, if you walk, if you visit Samoa, it is very common that the men are wearing skirts. National population of Samoa is around 200,000. Here's what I found interesting, and if you listen to what we had said earlier, it makes sense. Twice as many Samoans live outside of Samoa, such as New Zealand and the United States, than they do inside. Uh, men do the cooking in Samoa. It is very common for the man to do the cooking. Samoa is 1,093 square miles. Uh, the capital, Apia, is only 23 square miles. So the capital of the country of Samoa is only 23 square miles. 
Samoan and English are the main languages spoken. Spoken. Samoa has had seven different national flags in its history. Samoan Tala, not Hala, Tala, <laughs> is the official currency. Samoa gained independence from New Zealand, which kind of surprised me. I don't, you don't recall many uh, islands that were habitated or controlled by New Zealand, but they gained their independence from New Zealand in 1962. Here's something that makes me want to go to Samoa as soon as I leave the Last Out Media Network studios today, the beautiful Last Out Media Networks. I'm thinking about grabbing a plane to Samoa because obesity is a symbol of prosperity. <laughs> so if you're heavyset in Samoa, it is actually a symbol that you are prosperous. Average lifespan in Samoa is 73 years old. In 2009, they changed the side of the road that people drive on. So that's interesting. Up until 2009, uh, you were driving on the opposite side of the road. Fish, coconut oil, and coconut cream are their main exports. Most Samoans are Christians. I believe Peter DeFeo covered that. 100, Taylor, this is going to blow your mind. 100% of the people in Samoa can read are literate. I mean, that's almost incredible because where else in the world can you find a country, an entire country that is literate? Not one, there's not, it's not 99%, it's 100%. So that's pretty interesting. Uh, weather is consistent year round. That goes for most of the countries in the, in the islands. Uh, they, uh, Samoa is super religious and conservative. Uh, they have an active volcano. Uh, that's you're going to find all that. That's typical of the islands. Uh, Oka, OKA is the national dish. Samoans love coconut cookies. That's a big thing over there. And somebody actually emailed us saying and d debated that uh, we're talking about islands and not country. That is incorrect. Samoa is the 167th largest country in the world. Although there's only 190 countries or so, but there are 167. Uh, lots of Americanized restaurants can be found at the hotel resorts. Samoa is located south of the equator. Uh, the Samoan islands were created by volcanic activity. Uh, the climate is known to have monsoons. Samoa air... This is another interesting thing. Our The greatest engineer in the history of radio, Taylor, uh, Samoan Air, actually charges people by weight because Samoa is such a large person country. So when you take the airline, they charge you by weight. So I, I can't afford to use that airline. <laughs> in the 1960s, the United States spent a ton of money in Samoa to build schools and roads America, Samoa, Peter DeFeo mentioned this earlier, and Matt did also. Uh, they produce more NFL players than anywhere else in the world. That is shocking because think about it. Samoa is such a small country, 167 out of 190, but yet most of the NFL players, uh, they produce more NFL players than anywhere else in the world. So that's pretty fascinating. Uh, there's caves all around Samoa, and you can actually take a tour of those caves. 
the meaning of a person's name is very important in Samoa, so they named their children uh, to give the children meaning. Sundays are a traditional day of rest, and families get together for a big meal. Now, here's something interesting. In Samoa, the older kids eat first, and then the younger kids join in. That is how the tradition is. Uh, Rugby and cricket are their two main sports. Their Independence Day in Samoa is January 1st. America Samoa is 2,300 miles southwest of Hawaii. The Rock... uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, his mother is a part of the Samoan royal family, Uh, so she's a big shot in Samoa. America Samoa has a prayer curfew at sundown, which lasts for 30 minutes, and if you visit Samoa, you are going to offend someone if you walk through the village at that curfew. Uh Here's something that another thing that makes me not be able to go to Samoa, Taylor, is that nude sunbathing is banned in Samoa. They forbid it. So uh, that that was my main goal of visiting Samoa. I guess I need to reschedule. And they traditionally take off their shoes when entering their home. I just want to let everyone know uh, the goal of this show is to make you feel like you're a part of the country that we're talking about. Uh, that is our goal every week. Uh, go to Google and look for Learn About World Cuisine podcast. Always put in podcast and you'll find us right away. Uh, and we have excellent shows on our platform. Uh, we did a show about Italy, which is phenomenal. I'm still getting compliments about that show. Did a show about Greece. And last show we covered China and Russia. So we have, if you want to learn and you want to feel like you're in those countries, listen to this show. That's the purpose of the show. LastOutMediaNetwork.com is one of the most fabulous podcast networks in the history of uh, podcasting. Uh, You can find our show on there, and you can also listen to us live Mondays, every other Monday at 4 o'clock on that website. Uh, LastOutMediaNetwork.com also does a great job. Uh, with the articles, that Matt, and Matt Marite is actually the head writer, and the articles on the website are fabulous. Uh, our show is available on iHeartRadio. We're available on all podcast platforms, iTunes, Google Play, but iHeartRadio is actually another spot you can find us. I'm in the process of working on more uh, outlets to put our show on. The more outlets we're on, the better. Uh, but we are on pretty much all podcast platforms, uh, but iHeartRadio. If you're an iHeartRadio fan, you can listen to us on that network. Our next show, I told Matt, and this is true, I'm looking to do the small countries first, and then we'll move on to the bigger countries. Somebody said that... Uh, they love the show. They, they really love the show, and they gave Peter a compliment. We did a Russia show, our last show, and they like the idea that Peter has been to most of the countries that we discuss. Obviously, he wasn't able to get to Russia, so we did a show based upon factual information that we found, but that's in our archives. Uh, we are here every other Monday at 4 o'clock. 
Uh, we have a small group of cult following right now. We're trying to expand the show and get a bigger uh, following. So if you have friends or family that love to travel or are basically just interested in traveling the world, have them listen to our show. Uh, we always have at least 100 interesting facts. I discard any fact that I don't find interesting. Uh, if I don't find a fact somewhat interesting, I will not uh, write it for the show. Uh, we gave fabulous information today. Uh, who would have thought that walking through Fiji with a hat and sunglasses is going to be an insult to the Fijians uh, because only the king is permitted to wear a hat in the village. So I thought that was interesting. So stuff like that uh, we try to give you every week. Uh, we talk about the country, too. So if you have people that love to travel the world or are interested in doing so, uh, have them find our show, learn about World Cuisine Podcast. Just Google it. We're on all podcast platforms. I'm trying to get us on Spotify. As Matt said, Spotify is becoming a huge game player in the podcast world. Our next show, we're going to do another small country. Until about episode 15, we're going to focus on smaller countries like Samoa and Fiji. Please email us. We have a couple people emailing us regularly Dining on a dime at yahoo.com. Once again, it's dining on a dime at yahoo.com. If you want us to cover a country, say you're traveling, you know, say you're going to uh, London, England, or wherever, uh, send us an email. And I'll tell you what, I'll do some research and we'll do a show about it. And you can listen to the show, get you prepared. So I want to thank everyone for joining us. I want to thank our little cult member, <laughs> cult group of uh, diehard listeners. Uh, please share the show with a friend or family member that might enjoy it. Have a great two weeks. We'll see you in two weeks. We